Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Two thousand seven, Amy Winehouse and Blake Field are civil are married. In photos circulating in the media, their physical closeness is unmistakable. They hold hands, embrace at the waist, shoulders. They kiss, exchange complicit looks, all smiles. Amy and Blake seem over the moon. Their love is like a drug. Without each other, they are desperate. However, a drug consumes, and the situation is far from ideal. Firstly, the photos do not depict a happy, thriving couple. All too often, Amy and Blake are captured looking haggard, with pallid complexions under the influence of alcohol and drugs. And far too often, arguments break out. Unscrupulous media outlets seize these violent moments. In his book, Amy, My Daughter, Mitch Winehouse testifies to a particular dispute that erupted in 2007, a few weeks after Blake and Amy exchanged vows. While the couple dines with Mitch, the newlyweds return to their hotel, the Sanderson, a short walk from Oxford Street around 9.30 p.m. Then, around 3.30 a.m., a violent dispute erupts between them. Amy's father learns about it the next day by reading the Daily Mail, whose headline reads, Amy Winehouse, battered and bruised, alongside her husband. To illustrate the news, photos show Amy covered in cuts on her face, legs, and feet, a testimony to alarming brutality. The images were captured by paparazzi as Amy fled the hotel. And once again, despite the apparent violence of the situation, Amy returns to Blake's arms just a few hours later. The situation between Amy and Blake is increasingly alarming. The relentless media scrutiny doesn't help. Amy experiences multiple overdoses, and to top it off, Blake is arrested multiple times, notably for assault, before ending up behind bars. What will become of this ordeal? You're listening to Love Me, Love Me Not. Amy Winehouse and Blake Fielder Civil, Episode 4, Divorce, Prison, and Poison. Despite the complexity of the situation, Amy's father finally finds reassurance when in November 2007, Blake appears in court for judgment. Amy is concerned about her upcoming concerts. Her father is there to reassure her. He writes, the best thing that could happen to Amy was for him to go to prison. It was the only way for them to stay away from each other, but also for her to understand that he was a bad guy. Once Blake is in prison, we can help Amy. But no, once again, Amy's loved ones are in for a shock. 
While Blake is in prison, awaiting the trial's verdict, Amy does indeed cancel some dates, but not the Birmingham Arena on Thursday, November 16th, 2007. The day before, she visits her partner at Edmonds Hill Prison. She returns in a gloomy mood. The next day, she drinks to numb her immense sadness. Once on the arena stage, her intoxication is impossible to ignore. The audience, furious, boos her. Instead of leaving the stage, Amy exclaims into the microphone, it's your fault for coming to this concert and just wait until my husband gets out of prison. I'm not kidding. No matter what Blake does, Amy doesn't let go of him. Instead of holding him accountable, she pities her poor Blake, sentenced to 27 months in prison on July 21st, 2008. Drowning in bottles, she laments his fate and forgets her medical appointments, even as her health deteriorates day by day. When he asks her to pay his legal fees, Amy agrees, despite no longer having the means. And when her father attempts to reason with her, she responds in a completely contradictory manner. I know, Dad. I know he's manipulating me, but I kind of like it, in a way. But it has to stop, for sure. Before continuing this episode, we wanted to thank you for listening. If you want to continue supporting us, subscribe to Bababam Plus on Apple Podcasts for uninterrupted listening. Or listen to this message from our partner, without whom this podcast couldn't exist. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. In November 2008, Blake is released from prison, interviewed by the former tabloid News of the World shortly after, and against all odds, he confides in the journalist saying, I led Amy down the drug spiral, and without me, she would never have done that. I ruined something beautiful. Taking heroin in front of her was the biggest mistake of my life. It's my fault that she started using heroin and crack and hurt herself. I feel really guilty. Incredible, but true. He exceeds Mitch Winehouse's expectations. Mitch finally believes in a brighter future for the apple of his eye. Perhaps by hearing these words, Amy will understand that the core issue isn't drugs, but Blake. Except words aren't everything especially when they come too late. Blake and Amy, now nicknamed Wino due to her excessive wine consumption, continue to see each other until Blake discovers that Amy is cheating on him. What's worse, according to rumors, she has described her affairs with a certain rugby player, stating, Josh is better in bed than Blake. In January 2009, Blake files for divorce 
and half of the singer's fortune. It seems like his remorse is but a distant memory already. He justifies his request by announcing that if he's leaving her for good, it's because he can't stand seeing his wife with other men, including director Reg Travis, with whom she began an affair in 2008. Although this is a huge relief for the singer's loved ones, she sinks even deeper into excess. Her stage appearances become increasingly rare and her alcohol consumption remains a daily habit. Amy's life is at risk. At the same time, she sometimes appears ready to move forward. In 2008, Amy manages to quit drug use. Then, Amy occasionally refuses to be served alcohol. In Mitch Winehouse's manuscript, he testifies, one evening in 2011, Amy asked the waiter, do not serve me any alcohol under any circumstances. He continues, that night, I noted in my journal, I'm very proud of Amy. It's very encouraging. After filing for divorce, she decides to erase Blake's name from her chest. When she formalizes her relationship with Reg, her father writes, Reg's presence has allowed her to envision the future more clearly. She has decided not to return to the stage until she resolves her stage fright issue and dedicates herself to her next album. In his diary, he writes on December 31st, 2010, overall, 2010 was much better than 2009. Many good things await us in 2011. Unfortunately, Amy's inner turmoil sticks to her like a shadow. She continues to go through rehab stays to no avail. On Saturday, July 23, 2011, Amy Winehouse tragically passes away at just 27 years old. She is found dead in her London apartment after consuming an excessive amount of alcohol one last time. Her body can no longer endure all that has been inflicted upon it. Tragically, she still bears the name Blake on her chest. Amy didn't have the time to erase it. Three days later, on July 26th, the young woman is cremated at Golders Green Crematorium in London. During the ceremony, her father reads, Amy had found love with Reg, who had helped her overcome many issues. Together, they had plans. It had been a long time since we had seen her so happy, truly happy. Three years ago, she overcame her drug addiction and she had been trying to do the same with alcohol these last three weeks. Blake, however, is absent at the ceremony. In 2018, after maintaining a low profile since Amy's death, he speaks to journalist Piers Morgan for Good Morning Britain. I was associated with drug use for years, but Amy and I used drugs maybe for six months when we were married, and that's it. Before that, Amy didn't take any. She smoked cannabis, and I had taken heroin four or five times. It's hard to believe such words with such a tragic ending. It's difficult not to connect Amy's addiction to all sorts of substances with her dependence on Blake Fielder Civil. Does love transcend anything, even death? In any case, 
That's what Sarah Aspin, Blake's current wife, concedes when she asserts, Blake is the father of my son, but I know how much he and Amy were soulmates. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave comments and ratings on all listening platforms. 